We are the Coin Boys, your average everyday crypto bros. That's right. It's Andy, producer BT Dubs, and Danny, Danny Goots. The Goots. Sorry. Danny Goots. I'm no, usually Danny like throwing to you care. so you could say your name so I don't have to say it. Like you should be like, yeah, ah. I'm Danny Goots. Because I don't know what to say ever. <laughs> well, hi, everybody. It's uh, the Coin Boys. Uh, obviously, if you were on our social media last last week, uh, I was at E3 running around. The first time ever Coin Boys were at E3. Yeah, you, you did a lot of legwork on that one. I, I wanted to, first of all, um, do some journalistic stuff where I would just interview random gamers on the floor and see, you know, uh, if they knew anything about crypto. But uh, at the top, I just want to explain that you know, it was it was really fun because I'm a huge gamer and it's like Christmas for me. And I've been going to E3 since 2011, and um and I've said that before. And if you've been a fan of the show, you know I'm a gamer. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, I I only tweet about like three things: like movies, gaming, and uh, crypto. You yeah. know, like a, a lot of that. You're very specific. Yeah, but I I do like sports too. Uh, but anyway, we wanted to start before we get into we have a lot of fun stuff for the E3 recap episode. We also have some block news at the end if you want to hang on at the end. Uh, but I got some great stuff and I'm excited to share with you guys. Uh, but we have a format change coming, right, Daniel? Yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit because we, in researching coins, we're finding a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and we kind of want to... Uh, do things a little differently like we have done where we we're going to do coins of the show but they're not going to be the central focus of our podcast really anymore yeah we're, we're going to try to do about once a month on and hopefully on a coin that's valuable yes. like, at least you know not not sketchy and we do have a coin of the show coming up soon so uh stay tuned for that uh we want to do more uh interviewing people we we like to interview people in the space you know, regardless of what you're doing, we want to know. Yeah. Kind well, of. However, you're, you're associated with crypto, we we want to we want to talk to you. And we're gonna have some comedy stuff, and I have a I have a surprise at the end of the show about an exciting uh, announcement for uh, an episode we're gonna be dropping on Thursday. So yes. Um, you know, I'm excited, Daniel, about this because you know I think we've kind of we've we're now like comfortable in what we do in the space. I think we found you know we've been a we've been around for a bit now. We've had a lot of episodes up. Yeah. And I feel like we've we figured out our niche and what we believe in and what we want to talk about and more interviews, more fun, more stuff, you yeah. know? And, and and as a non-gamer, I want to shout out to the gaming community cuz they've been awesome yeah. this whole time. It's been um, a good week. It's been a busy week last week. And and I find it interesting, uh, we'll get more into it, but like I really feel uh, I've said this before in a sense gamers are really made for crypto. Like ma- like I feel like how that technology works with gaming well, can really go hand in the hand. The thing about it is, is that there's things called microtransactions in video games, and there's like a similarity. You know, there's V bucks in Fortnite, and it's like that could be like a crypto. You know, it's like I don't know. It's it's the community is is millennial, and so is crypto. So you have kind of like a, there's a good there's a good relationship there, and then there's and there's some exciting things I have to share. Obviously, as you saw, I I got. A nice interview at uh, Engine Coin and Sliver.tv, who is associated with Theta Token, who we had Wes on the show. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to share that. And plus, I got just random interviews, me running around with a microphone 
interviewing people randomly about cryptocurrency. Um, I'm excited to share that with you. And I think before we get into anything else, Daniel, can we throw to that? Sure, absolutely. Let's, Let's take a listen. So I think this it's is an me on the floor. Listen. What's your name? George. George, what's up, man? What do you know about cryptocurrency? That it's taken over the world, for one. It's the future, 100%. Did you happen to buy any crypto? Are you invested in crypto? Uh, I had Litecoin, Bitcoin, Electronium, and Ethereum. What do you know about cryptocurrency? Uh, not much. <laughs> when someone says, what's um, Bitcoin to you, what, what comes up? Uh, $12,000 a coin. <laughs> well, it's changing a little bit, but would you ever buy any crypto? Uh, I'm not too much of a gambler. I know that the prices go up and down a lot, but um, my brother has made money on it, has a good uh, outcome with it, so I might in the future. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Austin. Austin, what's up, man? Uh, how's E3 this so far? Uh, E3's been pretty good. Uh, a lot of lines, but uh, got to do some pretty fun things. So when I say the word Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, what comes in your head? Uh, kind of like uh, a free money for the people that you don't get regulated and don't get bothered with. Like you could just do do whatever you want with it. And uh, do you, are you invested at all or, or you just follow it or you know you're aware of it? I use it from day to day uh, with friends and whatnot and people I know that are out of country to buy things. So it's, okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's a universal currency so it's, it really helps with like with taxes and things like that. It's really helpful. And uh, where are you from? I'm from Japan. Japan. So in Japan, uh, Put in Bitcoin, so she's literally using Google Translate because we don't. She doesn't speak very good English, but Bitcoin, uh, anything I don't know. Okay, so you don't know. Thank you. Does anyone know about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin? Nobody. He's laughing at me. I just want to ask, what if I said the word Bitcoin? What would come in your head? Volatile. Do you know anything about Bitcoin? No, not at all. Not a thing. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it on uh, like the news. But you would never purchase it or investigate into it or, or kind of uh, research it? Probably not. Okay, good. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Have you ever heard of cryptocurrency? Mm, oh, yes, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What do you know about it? Not so much because in my country it's not a scene like uh, a huge scene right now. But uh, I guess a little bit. What's your country again? Brazil. So you've heard of it, but you don't know much more than that? No. Where are you from? Guatemala. Are you here for E3 only? Yes. Uh, what have you? What do you know about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin? I know they use blockchain and they register your transactions and you can start getting Bitcoin and get Bitcoin has this weird value that has been fluctuating a lot. Lots of people had lost lots of money, others have gained millions. Would you ever buy it? No. You, are you working at the show? Yeah, I work with Funko. Oh, you're with Funko. I, I, get, I ran in here and got the exclusives the first day. What do you think of uh, uh, your first time in E3, right, Funko? Yep, yep. This is the first time. It's been a lot of fun so far. It's madness how long the lines go and stuff for the exclusives, but it's been pretty cool. But let me ask you, um, do you, do you know anything about Bitcoin or cryptocurrency? Uh, just little bits and pieces of it. I'm pretty deep in the world of conspiracy, and so Bitcoin pops up there all the time. So do you think you would ever buy it? I've considered it. I know cryptocurrency has taken off really big, and I know a lot of people have made a lot of money off of getting into Bitcoin early. So it's definitely been something on my mind. Do you know anything about cryptocurrency? 
Yeah, it's all run off of blockchain, and I think it's, it has a lot of interest to hackers, of course. Uh, <laughs> Are you a hacker? Nah. I'm just kidding. Would you ever buy or invest into it? It's a little bit volatile, so it's hard to tell, um, at least in terms of st stability. I mean, of course, investing, you're always taking a gamble. So it's, it's, I think I probably would because it seems to be where the world is going, and I think it's been around enough and there's enough people who are investing in it that it is actually get, gaining a little bit more stability and therefore a little bit more... It makes a little bit more sense to invest in it, so probably. I'm just not entirely sure which ones. you ever heard of Bitcoin? Yes, sir. Uh, would you ever invest in Bitcoin? No. Why is that? Don't trust it. Uh, digital currency can be easily wiped away. It's not like having uh, actual something to hold on to. I'm sitting here. What's your name? Sasha. Sasha, what do you do? What, uh, you're, we're in the Twitch lounge right now, so you must do something. I'm an esports team owner. Oh, yeah. What team? It's called Method. It's a team from Europe. And uh, what game do you guys play? Uh, everything nowadays. Uh, we have 14 teams, 11 games. Um, we came out of World of Warcraft initially, and now we are yeah, in every esports style you can think of, pretty much. So now that you know, you're not from America and stuff, I, I'm very curious. Have you ever heard of cryptocurrency or Bitcoin? Yes, I've heard that for many years, actually. Yeah. So yeah, I've been familiar with the term since 2011. How did you find it? Um, I used to play poker for a living and uh, crypto was really popular in the poker scene. So I, I think I saw a discussion on, uh, on a forum, a poker forum, and they talked about Bitcoin. Back then it was maybe worth 10 cents. Uh, per, so one Bitcoin was like 10 cents. Um, yeah, that's when I first heard about it. I'm here with Alex Grinling. What do you do, Alex? I stream my creative process on Twitch. What does that mean? Uh, so, like, I made IGN Z3 booth here, so I just show people uh, my computer while I'm working and programs like Adobe Illustrator, Photoshop, stuff like that. That's really cool. So, um, now I got you here. Have you ever heard of Bitcoin, crypto, and do, what do you know about it? I have heard about it, and I know that the words blockchain are involved, and that's about it. Would you ever consider looking into it more, investing into it, researching? Probably not. <laughs> Just because I wouldn't get involved in anything that has that many question marks in my mind. That's fair to say. Tell me your opinion. Cryptocurrency, um, we, we dealt with Ethereum. Unfortunately, the, you know, the whole currency thing is like messing with the graphics card prices. I can't, you know, I want to build another rig. So I was like, damn it. But I'm happy they're coming down. The prices are coming down. Where are you guys from? China. Do you know anyone in China that owns Bitcoin? Um, uh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Thanks for your time. So, guys, I hope you really enjoyed that. because yeah. Those last guys sounded like none of my students. Oh, no. <laughs> well, um, dude, Daniel, it was so cool to get the perspective. And, yeah, it's it, a lot. You could see a lot of people in the space, uh, in the gaming space, uh, generally didn't know much about yeah, it. They um, heard about it. Which is shocking it. to me. Yeah, shocking. Um, and that doesn't uh, say that I met some other people that were in crypto, but and I'm going to get to that soon. But I think it's just that right now, there's not a lot of like exploding news about crypto right now. And it's kind of like in the space itself. We kind of are watching. Yeah. Um, we're still very much in a maybe real young. 2% of the population that really is paying attention to crypto i i might be wrong there but that's just an estimate but i uh, i think that there's so much potential for the gaming industry in crypto 
Um, and just to be able to like walk the floor and, and, and I was literally walking the floor with a microphone, um, running around E3, people wait in line for video games, Daniel. So, so like, it was really easy for me to like get perspectives. People were very friendly and open to do it. And I'm sorry if you didn't make it the cut. I really appreciate uh, being a part of it and, and giving me your opinions. Yeah, this uh, sounds like a really fun convention to go to. I was. I want to go. And just you know, I'm in gaming, and I've what's been. What's the What's the funnest thing that you did at the convention? Oh man, uh, the Fallout experience was amazing. What was the experience? So they released or they announced Fallout 76, which is multiplayer Fallout. So I get there, and they have these. Do you know what Reclamation Day is? No. Reclamation Day in Fallout is when you leave the vault. And you celebrate because you've been in the vault for 25 years. And Reclamation Day is the day we can finally go out. The radiation has settled. We can rebuild. Um, so they made, they had actors. And Fallout ha- takes place in like this 50s, 40s vibe. West Virginia, right? Yeah, but this, uh, this game takes place in West Virginia. But there's okay. vaults all over the place. Uh, anyway, there were actors like a security guard that's like, Hey, son, what are you going to do when you get out of the vault? It's Reclamation Day. <laughs> and if you see on my Twitter, uh, producer, by the, way, by the way, and also Coinboys, there's retweets there. Uh, there's videos. So I was going through these booths, and they're like, son, they took me to a doctor. And he's like, they, he like pulled up these boards, and they had photos. He's like, what would you do if this happened to you? And it was like a bear like about to kill me. And like he like asked, and I was put together with total strangers, and we're like, it was like, it felt like... A walkthrough escape room, but it was Fallout 76 getting ready for reclamation. They gave me a party hat. So I have this party hat. I have Nuka Cola, which is like the drink in the game, and they gave me the actual Nuka Cola. It was uh, pretty cool. uh, You can hear it in my voice. I'm excited. So that was a really cool experience that you just had. But besides that, you were able to somehow get crypto involved. You got a couple of crypto. Yeah, so I was hoping that at E3, I was able to go to the floor and get some interviews with some people. Um, I did reach out to Wes at uh, Theta Token, which, of course, if you've listened to our podcast, there's an interview with him we had uh, a while ago, actually. Um, he connected me with Sliver.TV's Kyle Laffey. He's the head of content and partnerships. And I was able to sit down with him because we were both at E3. I asked him if uh, we could meet up and just chat uh, because we have interviewed Theta because Theta is the cryptocurrency that is being integrated with Sliver.TV, which is a streaming kind of like uh, fun platform for streamers and uh, I wanted to uh, share this very awesome interview. I got to sit down with him. So now we've able to, Daniel, uh, talk to Wes at Theta mm-hmm. and people at Theta. And now we're connecting, you know, that kind of story arc because we get to talk to Sliver.TV. And I'm, I had a good time with Kyle. So I'd love to uh, play that interview right now for you guys. All right, here we go. Hey, guys, it's Andy again on the floor. Actually, I'm outside kind of socializing here and I'm with Kyle Laffey. And head of content and sponsorships at Sliver.tv. What's up, man? Thanks for joining me outside of E3 today. Thanks, Andy. It's nice to be here. It's uh, quite a colorful event this year, more people than ever, and some really exciting game announcements. I want to get into um, what you do at Sliver.tv in a, in, a, in a quick minute, but give us a little bit of background on you as a gamer. How'd you get into this industry and all that kind of stuff? Sure, yeah. Thank you. Um, excited to be here. So, uh, I mean, always been a gamer uh, growing up. I mean, playing Mario Kart with my siblings to uh, getting really into Diablo 2, Halo, all that stuff. Fast forward to World of Warcraft. Um, got very competitive about that until I was the highest ranked player in the world. 
um, under the name XMO, I'd make videos and had some sponsors and stuff, but I didn't necessarily see a future in being a pro WoW player. So I uh, stepped away, fast forward a few years after college. Um, I was at a tech startup. I wasn't as passionate about social media, all the people around me. Um, Facebook and Snapchat were very sexy at the time, but I was seeing what Twitch was doing and I was saying, oh my God, it's happening. There's finally legitimacy in the gaming space. And um, so I'd say about 2014, 2015, I really started taking it seriously. Uh, started my own company, Xmoda, where I help connect brands and, and gamers. You know, not all brands know the difference between Counter-Strike and Clash Royale, between YouTube and Twitch. And um, anyways, that's where Sliver found me. They wanted help doing influencer marketing deals. And uh, as it goes at a quickly, going start, quickly growing startup, you know, you're wearing a lot of hats. And so anything from marketing to business development to sponsorships to influencers and content is kind of how I've, I've been involved. Um, and then, of course, lately with the, the Theta Network, uh, that's a really exciting project as well. Yeah, and uh, some of our fans know that about, I think it was about two months ago, we had Wes from Theta. He kind of uh, spoke about what was going on with, uh, they had recently finished their, their private sale, and uh, he went into that, and I know he was explaining uh, Sliver.TV to us, but you are actually with them, and can give us kind of like, if someone's a layman, how would you describe it? What is the platform? Uh, Cryptocurrency aside, let's just talk about Sliver.TV as what it does. Can you explain to our audience? Totally, yeah, it's a great question. So um, Sliver TV is a engagement platform. Uh, it basically, imagine when you're watching Twitch, it's, uh, it's a little passive. It's just a video and a chat. Um, in Sliver, it's, hey, come watch that same stream, but uh, win prizes and um, basically, yeah, win free stuff on top of that. So if, let's say you're watching your favorite Counter-Strike stream on Twitch. Um, if you go watch on Sliver, if we happen to be showing that, uh, that guy, you can earn free coins, you can spend those coins on uh, big raffles, or you can use them to predict the match. You know, will Cloud9 win this, win this round, or will Ninja pick up a launch pad? Um, and you earn these free coins, you can um, basically spend them for a chance to win a prize, and we have free crates and things like that. So, um, yeah, I would say right now we're focused on Counter-Strike, PUBG, Fortnite, quickly expanding to new games, and um, kind of our, our tagline is watch games and win prizes. How did the Theta thing happen? How did that, how did that mutual uh, partnership start? Yeah, yeah, it's a, a great question, and um, it actually goes way back to... Um, before we launched this watch and win platform, we were very much at the intersection of, of virtual reality and, and esports. Um, so a lot of people remember us from going to the Dream Hacks, the ESLs, the E Leagues, and we do these really exciting 360 VR broadcasts of League of Legends, uh, Counter Strike, and um, essentially, you know, we started looking at our finances, and especially our investors came to us and they said, "You guys are spending so much money on CDNs. Like just to just to deliver these 8K 360 VR videos to your users, it's so expensive." Um, and right, you know, at the time, this is about a year ago, blockchain's getting sexy and trendy and everyone wants to, you know, do stuff. And they kind of just said, you know, could you, could you solve this by putting it on the blockchain? And, and we started exploring that idea. So, yeah, fast forward to January, we, we ICO'd. And um, the idea behind Theta is it's a decentralized CDN. So um, we're not competing with, with Twitch and YouTube uh, or, or anything like that. But Twitch and YouTube spend so much money on Akamai and AWS CDN services. Um, so let me try to explain this as simply as possible. When you watch a video on YouTube, YouTube uh, pays that CDN a lot of money to send that video to you. Um, sometimes it takes a while to load, sometimes it buffers slowly and the quality is not good, whatever. Um, if somebody near you wants to watch that same video, YouTube pays the CDN cost, shoots it over to them. It costs a lot of money over time when you add that up. The idea is if they had Theta uh, client on their, on their machine, 
um, it'll ping to see if they can relay that video. So you're watching your favorite YouTube video, the YouTube pays that CDN cost to get that video to you, and then since you're running Theta, you can then relay that video to people around you, um, and you'll earn Theta tokens for doing that. So people around you um, are getting better quality video, it's loading faster, and you're actually basically getting paid what the CDN would have charged YouTube. Um, it's not black and white. It's not like use us or Akamai. If if you um, are running Theta and the guy near you doesn't get the video in half a second, it'll ping Akamai and the CDN will send in the video and everything's very smooth and um, you know very integrated. But uh, yeah, it's basically going to be better quality videos, uh, more quickly loading times. And th the point is, is that we're solving the problem of these really big CDN costs that Twitch and YouTube are dealing with, something that we personally dealt with, and we're now bringing it to the blockchain. So, okay, so let's talk monetizing then. And I feel like uh, your platform with, with Theta involved um, is giving an opportunity for these content creators to earn more monetization money, monetize money than they normally would going on YouTube or other places like that. Let's talk about that. What do you think about that? The monetization in gaming and crypto for you know streamers and gamers like that. Um, so I mean, there's so many people with really high-end machines or phones in their pocket, and they're connected to a Wi-Fi connection with a with a high upload speed. And um, with Theta, you can choose to allocate. 5% of that, 10% of that, or if you leave your computer, 100% of that. Um, and it's essentially, uh, you know, you're going to be mining these Theta tokens and giving that money back to the creators. So, um, yeah, whereas a lot of people just think of like Twitch donations or YouTube subs as the only way for these content creators to monetize, we're going to the business and saying, hey, you could save on CDN costs, and we're going to pass that along to the gamers or um, the people watching the stream and they can keep the Theta tokens themselves and make money or pass it on to the, the content that they're watching. So it's a really nice ecosystem where we're not taking money away from anyone uh, but the CDNs, which were too, too expensive to begin with. And I apologize if I said Theta. I always keep confusing that. I think on the West interview I said Theta and then I said Theta. So I apologize if I'm saying it incorrectly. Is it Theta or Theta? Uh, I would say technically it's Theta, but we've heard anything from Theta to Tita to, I mean, everyone's got their own pronunciation. So I, we're, we're talking about the same thing. Now, what's really, for me, is that actually Theta was the first uh, crypto I heard about in the gaming space. And I was told it through an esports friend of mine. He's like, Andy, because I had just started this podcast. And he's like, Andy, I just heard about, and he knows I'm a gamer. I heard about this this token, you should take a look at it. And I remember looking at it before even the sale. I was super curious about it. Then the sale went on and I got, I, I was able to connect with Wes and I learned a lot about it. So I'm, I'm kind of excited for you guys. And I believe it's on Binance now, which is a huge, huge uh, exchange in crypto. What do you think of that? Yeah, super exciting. I mean, um, as crypto goes, you start on a few exchanges and the more popular get, uh, the more exchanges start reaching out to you and they want you. Um, it's, it's been great to see the adoption of Theta. I mean, we are truly one of the only cryptocurrencies in the world that is already being used as a utility. It's being shared. Our testnet is next week, which is super exciting. And um, most, most cryptos right now are a white paper and a dream. And, and some of them have made or, you know, raised so much money on that. But you can go on Sliver right now. You can earn Theta. You can donate it to streamers. Those streamers are getting cashed out or they're spending their Theta. Um, it's already happening live, and there's not you can't say that about that many cryptocurrencies. So we're top 100. We got our sights set on a lot more than just the price. I think the tech behind it is really cool. But for a lot of people, that that top 100 and that Binance was a very legitimate um, and, and you know um, validating uh, move for, for sure. Yeah, and I think that it's it's just positive for for crypto because here's the thing that on the Coinboys podcast we talk about working utility. Okay. 
there's coins out there, like you mentioned, that have a white paper, and that is all they ha they have. It's a dream. But there's a lot of cryptos out there that that have a working utility in in plan to come out. And it sounds like you guys, that's what you guys are doing. This is a working utility on a platform that is using streaming as a way to monetize and integrate a Theta token. So I think it's great. So I have two more questions for you. One, what do you think of the, the future for cryptocurrency? And two, what do you think about the future for gaming in America and how it's exploding? So let's start with crypto. What's the future for crypto? Well, yeah, those are both big questions. Um, and, and before I jump into those really quick, I wanted to say that um, just on that last note you made, it, it'll be very cool because just starting next week on Monday when we launch our testnet, you'll be able to go on Sliver, you'll be able to see a bar of how, you know, if you choose to, how much uh, bandwidth you're uploading and how much, you know, theta you would be earning once the actual client comes out. Um, and that is so exciting. I've seen the demo and I can tell you it's, it's so cool. Um, so anyways, moving on, you said, what do I think of cryptocurrency in general? Uh, I think that just like with any new tech, it's going to get a lot of hate. It's going to get a lot of, hey, it won't work. Um, and especially the older generation is going to say, I've seen virtual currency done before and what's different about it. And um, I think it's going to be an education process. I think people like love throwing around the term blockchain and crypto and Bitcoin and millionaires and all this stuff that like uh, isn't as important as like decentralization itself. And like I almost like saying all those words, I feel like a meme. But yeah, just the idea of, of, of there not having to be one... Um, one central authority or one central power that um, basically you, the, the public will audit any business, whether it's a CDN, whether it's uh, Bitcoin. The fact that the blockchain is transparent and everyone can see it is absolutely the future. And it's and it, I, I, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, or, or something else that's going to be the global currency that's used. That's really cool. But blockchain is so much more than finance and currency. And like that's the most obvious application of oh, it's going to take over banking. But you're going to see it. You're going to see it all, all over, and it's going to take a while to adopt. I mean, it's, I already see it in the older generation. They're saying, hey, I don't think this Bitcoin thing is going to work. It's, but um, anyways, long story short, I already see the smart younger generation really seeing the potential, and I think as they explain it to other people, it's a slow process, and um, it's, it's got a positive future. I don't see it going anywhere. Last thing on that, I think there will be a bubble that pops or something of that sort, and it'll be ugly, and it'll be just like the IPOs of the early 2000s, but the winners will be here to stay, the tech is here to stay, and it's, it's, uh, the blockchain is, is unbelievable. So anyways, that's, that's what I have to say about that. Crypto's a, a bright future ahead, and the thing that I always want to do is, and on our podcast, because I'm a gamer, I kind of like to talk about like the, the, the relationship between crypto and gaming, but now that we're kind of out of the crypto side, what do you think of this explosion of gaming right now? I mean, Fortnite's like the biggest thing in the world. Ninja's re reeling in $500,000 a month. What do you think of this whole thing, and where's it going? Uh, Ninja makes more than $500,000 a month, I'll tell you that. And, and obviously, he's, a, he's a, not an exception, but he's like a really, he's the, he's the number one cream of the crop. I mean, it's amazing to see what's happening with gaming. It's, it's a big part is mobile. I think as much as I might not like mobile games myself, they're so huge for bridging that gap between like mom and dad can play Clash Royale or candy crush and now they kind of see games a little differently and maybe they let their kid play a little more because they realize hey games aren't just turning your brain to mush they're stimulating they're a lot um it's not just passively watching tv so i think america is starting to accept them on mobile um things are starting to go online very multiplayer which is good but um i think also seeing esports is huge because it's legitimizing it and it's on one hand it might be selling a dream like pro sports always has hey you can make a million dollars playing this game but 
but now you can, and now you can join a team, and maybe the, the lifespan of these esports players aren't as long, but they're making money, there's businessmen selling sponsors, there's te teams and organizations selling merchandise, and yeah, it's not exactly like sports, but it's incredible, and, and you're seeing kids now who want to be pro Fortnite players instead of pro soccer players, and that's a whole other conversation, but it's awesome, and it's, le and it's legitimate, and it's growing, and uh, it's definitely here to stay. It's going to be bigger than the entertainment industry before we know it. Yeah, I, I kind of agree because I come from the entertainment industry. Uh, it's exploding. Uh, but Kyle, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Before I send you off, can you tell our audience where they can find you guys? You said, you know, this is Monday right now. We're, we're recording this last week, but this is our recap episode for Monday. But, tell, you know, you have something new coming out, so just remind them again on that. Tell us where your Twitters are, your social handles, all that jazz. Sure, yeah. Thanks, Andy. Um, so my personal Twitter is Kyle Laffey, K-Y-L-E, L-A-F-F as in Frank, E-Y. That'll just be my personal tweets about Sliver and esports and crypto. Um, make sure you follow Sliver.tv. That's Twitter, SliverTV360. Um, and then Theta Token is, uh, we can link that one. I believe that's at Theta Token, although there's a lot of fake accounts. So make sure you follow the real one with the, um, with the I believe we have a check mark now. So uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Andy. I mean, killer podcast. I love talking about this stuff. You're obviously a passionate guy who knows a lot about this. And um, looking forward to seeing, you know, uh, where gaming and crypto goes over the next few years for sure. Yeah, thanks so much. And you guys heard it. Uh, you know where to find them. Check it out. If, if you're a big gamer, you watch a lot of stuff on Twitch already, check out Sliver.tv. Uh, I'm Andy. I'll catch you guys later and uh, throw it back to the show. See you guys. That really got me excited, actually, uh, for the future and how this works. Um, I wish I played more games. I need to play more games. Um, yeah, and I thank Kyle. Uh, thanks so much for doing the doing the interview, and I'm excited to see where both uh, Sliver.tv and Theta Token go. Uh, and on that topic, I see that uh, they can't see it, but I gave you this swag uh, here. What is yes, it? Yes, you gave me some beautiful what sunglasses say? saying Engine Coin. That's right. Engine Coin was at E3 with a booth. Uh, I have a uh, there's a picture on Instagram. Uh, so the story goes, before we throw it to an interview I had with Roger Walco, Vice President of Communications, Daniel. But before I get to that, I wanted to say a story. I go up to the booth, and there's a wonderful lady. I forgot her name, but she was, she was very nice. She gave me the sunglasses, pins, bag. I have a bag, an engine coin bag. Nice. Um, it was a cool little booth because they had like a, it was a lounge, so they had chairs all around. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. So I go up to the lady, and I'm like, um, I'd like to talk to someone. She's like, well, this gentleman wants to learn about cryptocurrency too. So I might as well tell you guys both at the same time. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I'm a podcast for crypto and I'd love to interview someone. So it was really fun. And she's like, oh yeah, we'd love to, I'd love to connect you with Roger. And here comes Roger. This guy was great. Super nice guy. He was totally down to do the interview. We actually, uh, went over into the back area where the cafeteria is. We sat down with two chairs and, I got to interview Roger Walco again. He was the vice president of communications. But interesting enough, you know, Engine Coin is a gaming associated coin with skins and trading through blockchain. And he actually comes from a gaming background, Daniel. He's 20, more than 20 years, I think, in the gaming industry. And he'll tell you about it. Uh, I'd love to throw to the interview, man, because uh, I'd love to share it. It's awesome. Let's yeah. do it. Hey, everybody. It's Andy again on the floor at E3. The Coin Boys are here. We're talking to crypto gaming companies and I found Engine Coin and I'm with Roger and Roger's going to tell us what he does for Engine Coin and then give us actually a little bit of background because he comes from the gaming industry. So I'm Roger Walco. I'm the uh, Vice President of Communication at Engine. I am a longtime game developer. Uh, 
I've worked at companies like BioWare, Activision, EA for the past, since 1994, which is like right after Doom came out, basically. And uh, I'm predominantly a designer, although I have an engineering background and, uh, and a design background. So uh, predominantly a designer and I've done a lot of creative direction as well. Uh, can you tell me any what games were you like heavily involved in? Can you, is there any a favorite that you worked on, anything like that? Gosh, when I was at Bioware, I was working on this sort of unreleased project called Revolver that I think, in some ways, is almost like the <laughs> the same impetus that's coming to Anthem. It just didn't actually come out, and so um, <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of the systems that I developed ended up. I can't really say that I was credited on Mass Effect or Dragon Age. But a lot of the systems I developed ended up in the first or second version of those games. So, and a lot of my friends were there, and I was sort of advising. So, in a sort of spiritual sense, I feel like I worked on those games as well. That's cool. So, let's go. Let's fast forward. How did you end up at Engine, and what exactly do you do for Engine? So, um, <clears throat> when I started with Engine, I was a consultant helping to get our uh, GDC demo out. I had a team working for me. Past years, I've done a lot of VR and a lot of Unity stuff. So I was working with a bunch of Unity guys who uh, we helped with the GDC demo. And then we all got a nice offer to come on full time with Engine. The team was really good. So this was all caused by my dear friend, Pat Labine, who was our VP of engineering. Pat brought me in, um, said, I think this would be good for you, Roger. And after seeing what was going on, uh, I said, you know, our customers are technically not game players. Our customers are game studios, game makers. And who works at game makers or game developers? people like me. So there's no better person to go explain and mentor our stuff than someone such as myself. And uh, I was really in a place in my life where I wanted to do a lot of travel. And uh, I wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit. And it has worked out enormously well. Um, I'm really, really happy about what's going on. And they seem to be thinking I'm hitting it out of the park. I got to spend a month in Korea. It was awesome. And uh, so yeah. So what can you just for the layman's out there that might not know about engine coin because on my show i've mentioned engine coin but i haven't really gone into it. give us like a, a just explain what it what it does for the gaming and crypto space okay so the first thing i'll say is maybe what it is not sometimes people hear the word coin and they think hey these guys have raised a, a coin for gaming so they're gonna have some sort of digital currency and i'm gonna use it to buy game objects well if you think about it gamers nothing would be worse you go to play whatever, Angry Birds or WoW, and it's like, wait, you've got to get the wallet and go on Binance and like get some Ethereum and like forget it, right? So that's not what our stuff does. Our stuff works as kind of a, when you're using, when you're going to be using games that, that have our stuff in it, you will still be spending regular cash or free to play just like you do now. But under the hood, kind of the silent electricity is the engine coin. And more important than the coin itself is the engine game objects, or I started calling them... Uh, constructs because the word token is so overused so we have that's new I, that's a new I like, I like I, I'm working on a word for it so <laughs> we have the ability to actually put your game objects on the blockchain or specifically your favorite game publisher or developer to put the game objects on the blockchain we're an official partner with unity which means that our plugin is already built into unity and it's pretty much in testing right now so in about a month it's gonna be in the asset store and publicly available it's a uh, it's hundred percent free we don't charge for the plugin, and we don't charge transaction fees. We're going to do well in various ways if game developers widely adopt our stuff. Pretty soon, it'll also come out into Unreal as well. Okay, so you guys are here. Is this your first E3, or were you guys here last year? This is our first E3 as, as Engine. I've been here a million times. 
we're at GDC this year. Um, we're uh, we've been at a bunch of Unite Unity conventions. In fact, next week I have to fly to Berlin. So, if you have a German audience, uh, please come visit me because I won't know what to do there. There are a few Germans that listen to us, actually. Right. Give me a call, <laughs> and then I'll be in uh, Cologne, and um, later in the summer I'll be in Cologne, and again in Korea. That's great. So it sounds like because I've been this is like my I don't know six seventh e three. I've been I work in gaming myself, as some of the, my podcast listeners know. So it's really cool to see crypto or a crypto a company dealing in crypto, blockchain a blockchain technology. I don't want to. I, I know exactly what you're talking. You guys are pushing on the technology side as opposed to just putting out a crypto to sell on the market. You guys have a utility behind it. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a huge topic. In in this day and age, you know, there's so many people who've raised gigantic amounts of money to, hey, we're gonna do a a golf coin. Surely somehow golfers will buy this from us, and th they might get a lot of money if they talked a good song, right? But um, our company's been around for about 10 years, and in the past year, there's been like now 30 people making this. Uh, very utilitarian plugin. It's almost ready to launch, so we're pretty far ahead uh, in this space. Additionally, we're very well connected within games. So I wouldn't be surprised just talking about what you could do with it. Let's just say you play a game that has tradable items. You could trade them in game. Believe it or not, sports fans, something like 10 or 20 billion dollars a year is lost out of the game developer, game developer business, to it kind of quasi-legal or illegal trading. What if the trading was allowed to happen in your favorite game and the and the game designers actually designed around it so it didn't imbalance anything and they just said, hey, you can trade all you want, but we take a, whatever, a 3% transaction fee. Thanks for helping us out. It's, you know, 20 cents here, 50 cents there for making this amazing game. What would happen then is all of a sudden you gave your favorite game a secondary microtransaction model that is not onerous and doesn't piss you off but helps them make way more games. Then when the item is traded, so here's the best part. What if you're on your way home on the subway and you want to use our digital wallet to trade? You could do that. Or what if you want to trade the game on one of the many you know, item eBay type sites? Instead of the money disappearing out of the game business, that game object is marked with the publisher and developer. So they're, whatever they want to charge, 1% or 3% or 5 always finds its way back to them. And so then what happens? the developer thrives, and the item trading website thrives. So it's like really good for everybody. That's amazing. So I really thank you for your insight. But before you go, I, I think before we got on, you weren't as into crypto. You're more on the game side of it, but, so, but you're understanding it. But what do you think, just a broad question, what do you think about the future of cryptocurrency and blockchain technology? Yeah, no, actually, so I did play that down at first. Of course, we have a coin that was the basis of our company. We, uh, we were profitable already, but last year we did an ICO and raised a gigantic amount of money. It was like 75,000 ETH when it was pretty strong. So it's a lot of money. And um, do the math. And uh, so in a way, we are truly, we're one of the un unusual cases of somebody who's actually using their ICO kind of like stock, right? We got the money from the investors. We made a product. We want their stock to go up, except it's coin in this case. So we also... That's kind of the, the power of our company and the electricity. But in the actual use case, of course, we're talking about those game objects. I think that I've met a few companies in the crypto space that do have a product like us, and they're gonna they're gonna make they're gonna do great. They're gonna make a lot of money. And we also see some of the big players who raise a lot of money wanting to work with those of us who've kind of been putting bricks together on the ground. So there are the other thing is is there's a lot of really 
good people in the in the cryptocurrency space trying to do very novel things. It, it has a really good feel, and there are scammers, but they very quickly get rejected. So I actually feel uh, really strong about what I would call legit cryptocurrency, right? Yeah, and uh, luckily you're on the right podcast because we don't we don't talk about price. We push progression, growth, the technology. That's why I like to do interviews and talk to people, the developers, the people behind the coins, making them happen. So I can't thank you enough for giving us some time. I'm really glad I found you guys here. And thanks again, and good luck with EngineCoin. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks, man. Hey, that was so much fun because uh, Roger was a really cool guy. Um, yeah, he sounded real knowledgeable in yeah, and in he said he said they hit him up. Um, uh, we might be able to get Roger on again, or he said he might be able to connect us with some developers at EngineCoin and talk to some coders and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I I wanted to clarify some things for people that aren't gamers. Unity. What he mentioned is one of the biggest uh, video game development platforms, which means it's like it's like an OS for building a video game, if that makes any sense. And they said that they have a way of integrating EngineCoin's blockchain with Unity. And then he said Unreal, which is also it's like there's Coke and Pepsi. You yeah. have Unreal. You have that. Unreal is also a video game platform that he said possibly they will go on that. So what they're looking for is adoption through the developers and the companies. Not so much the people. And they're, if they can do it, it would make it so easy and convenient for them to just be a part of the whole system. Yes. Which would be really um, cool. So, guys, I obviously, as you can tell, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, a lot of the E3 recap stuff. Yeah. And, because, and because we didn't have one today, that engine coin kind of reminded me a little bit of our little uh, coin of the show. Uh. I well, it. it was a combination of, of three. We had the Sliver.tv. You know, we talked about Theta Token, and we talked yeah. about Engine Coin. It was and normal people on the floor. Yeah, uh, which did again, you like that, that one? Daniel? That one still shocks me the most as to how much they, they don't really, especially because I know for a fact that they do trade. Now he did talk. Was about that not the most international uh, of audio? Because I was at a convention where people from all over the world. I had China in there. I had. Um, Guatemala, yeah. Brazil. Which Guatemala America. really knew a lot about <laughs> the whole situation. Well, she was just being, uh, being they were just being honest. Yeah. You know? So, uh, but he had mentioned something. Poland, too. Um, excellent. The, the esports anybody, anybody else you want to say? Keep going. Um, Roger had mentioned something about like uh, illegal trading within the game or something like that. What is what? Do you know what that meant? Well, I mean, people used to get in trouble for putting their, like, skins on ebay and send, selling them and stuff this is kind of like oh legitify it you know and and put it and decentralize it uh so it's public you know and um and it makes the game better i mean yeah uh they're doing a lot of cool things i i kind of like what they're doing you see i've talked to two places two things on this podcast was utility these both have utility guys and yeah and i kept stressing it in the interviews these guys, if you heard the way they talked about cryptocurrency, think the same way or we do. In the case of of uh, EngineCoin, they were really focused on the block blockchain technology aspect of it. Now, a lot of people say, "Can you separate blockchain and Bitcoin?" And no, you can't. Like, you can't have the but blockchain without the Bitcoin. But you can choose to but not use the but, coin. Yeah, exactly. And that's the, this is an example of them not forcing some sort of prices sure. or, or it was really it was really cool how they were using and, utilizing the coin and sliver.tv is integrating it with streaming like in twitch and it's it's kind of like it's it's just a fun way to integrate uh their cryptocurrency and their blockchain technology it's it's we always talked about like there's so many things that don't need blockchain technology you know mm -hmm. but gaming i think could use it 
like I think it's perfect for yeah. the gaming industry. And, and as I said, it's really transparent. Everybody can see what's happening. I had a great I think time. That's wonderful. Um, next year, I hope we're there again, and I'd love to. Uh, I am sure that next year, Engine Coin will be there again, and I'm sure there might be other cryptos that will have booths there. And I hope so. I hope I see some more gaming cryptos at E3. Yes, um, please. Now, uh, if you want to hang out, hang out with us a little longer, we're going to talk about some block news, which is our current show where we talk about current news and stuff like that. Um, there it is. There it is, buddy. Just right out of my smack in the face. Yes. So, Daniel, talk to me about Overstock and the benefit of accepting crypto. So, Overstock just had like a little announcement on crypto because the, the CEO of Overstock really loves cryptocurrency thinks it's a great thing yeah he's been a, a advocate supporter for a while dude yeah and and i always dude. wondered why would a business choose the crypto choose to accept a cryptocurrency that's so volatile right now over current more stable fiat or you know credit cards or whatever it may be uh and he said uh, he just came out saying that they pay processing fees for credit cards and on top of that employ 40 people in the fraud department That's for when true. things go wrong with those credit cards. Cryptocurrency, he doesn't have to worry about that. Um, he also kind of stated that that 0.2%, so not a lot, but 0.2%, but the amount of money he said it was anywhere between 68000 and 100000 a week. Yeah. On that, I was like, that's quite a bit a yeah. nice little chunk of change i don't know how much overstock needs to stay afloat but that's a nice little chunk of change well i uh i discovered e-gifter which accepts a lot yes. of uh, a lot of crypto um which you talked about way back in the early days of the podcast yeah, yeah. um before we got into BitPay, which i am currently still using um, i just used it how was it how did it feel um when you get gas uh i think we have to do the your your pin and not charge it like a credit card no well that's what gas stations in general if you use a debit card at the pump it does an authorization charge of like 80 dollars sometimes and if you go inside and tell them hey okay. i want 20 dollars of this it's then it knows because you don't the card doesn't know how much you're gonna fill yeah up. so i got screwed over at the pump because it happened to me on BitPay. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, they got cleared up. It's fine right away. But to make it convenient for yourself, so you don't flip out, uh, go inside and ask for gas and charge it. Al credit although way. I had one time where it took a really long time to get the money from my Bitcoin wallet to the BitPay wallet. Really? Um, I got a note that said because of low transaction fees, uh, the sender might not receive this and it might go back. It might cancel. Okay. And I'm like, I've never had a fucking transaction cancel on me in the history of blockchain technology that I've been a part of. Okay. Seriously. I've had Ethereum. I, I, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe if you had your, you know, your the gas, gas a little low. low. Okay. But I thought my ledger, I was sending for my ledger. My ledger always has the normal, like you had the normal one, the one that's like the average. Which coin were you using? Bitcoin or Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Cash? Bitcoin. Okay. But it, I got a note and says this might not go through, and then it finally went through, um, thankfully. Okay. I have not had any problems. The only problem is the notification system is kind of messed up because sometimes it won't. It usually says you just got. It it feels that you sent a transaction. It says you're sending this, or it's we're about to receive a transaction. Sometimes it doesn't say that. But the wonderful thing about this technology, Daniel, and I've been here since 2012, it has never failed me on a trans like like i mean like i've never lost it you have not lost any money i've not lost any money because of a mistake or anything or i just when you know the address you're sending to when you send that and everything's fine that's gonna get there yeah 
So that's what I love about this technology, and it's still doing that. Yeah, all these years. It's great. It, it's a wonderful thing that 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 it's being used, and I'm glad these these. Um, but the fact that it's 02 percent right now, right now, that's astonishing to me. I would I would hope that that number grows further and further. Yeah, uh, I'm wondering what Expedia's. Because uh, Expedia also they have it. takes Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder what for a long time. Yeah, I wonder what their their situation is for that one. I remember years ago saying Expedia is accepting Bitcoin, and no one gave a shit. Like like those days, like like that today. If Expedia said today that they were accepting Bitcoin today, yeah, it would be like huge news. But because it happened years, they were ahead of their time. Yeah, they're like we're on, we're taking Bitcoin now, and we're we're like one of the biggest you know travel providers for for traveling in the world. In the world, um, and it's it's because the news oh, happened by, years ago. By the way, if you're using Expedia and you rent a car internationally, don't. They don't promote that it though, stupid. Daniel. They don't promote it. I don't think it's just available at checkout. I never see them say use Bitcoin on Expedia. I've never seen like an ad or anything. They, yeah, uh, because. I think they're very humble they're, about it. They're, well, I also wonder if I wonder if they have a lot of Bitcoin. Scared. They're probably worth a lot of money. They 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 started in a in a while. I'm gonna find out the facts of that. Sure, but the thing is, you know, I don't know if any a lot of companies want to promote that because they don't know what's gonna happen. But they want to be a part of it. That's for sure. Yeah. But I don't know if they want to promote it. But anyways, why not? Um, next you thing. Talk about the nineteen nineteen year old Bitcoin millionaire. Yeah, and made I, a Doc Ock suit. Well, good for him. What's his name again? Eric uh, Finman. Eric Finman. He three D. He he helped fund the technology. He didn't actually do it he's, himself. He's he's been helped in fund Bitcoin it. stories before. Yeah, and he helped fund this this three D printed Doc Ock exoskeleton kind of suit. Um, and it uh, and so it doesn't use your mind though. It doesn't use your brain to control these these arms. Uh, you have to have these controls on your hands. So instead of having six arms, you would have four arms, right. which is still awesome. Um, and he's doing it to help. Uh, the, the, hopefully, it'll help kids with disabilities and, and anybody with a disability who right. needs um, help to grab, grip, uh, move things around. Eventually, hopefully, this could go to your brain. I didn't really hear much in terms of where where it's going, but if this works, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, and really nice. All right. Of somebody to do. He. Uh, uh, I actually reached out. To, I told you this because today is the first time that Daniel told me about Kevin. I've been following him on Twitter for a long time. I know his story. He, you know, he invested two grand into Bitcoin back in the day. He's he was like a kid. He was smart. Now he's a millionaire, and he's uh, he's a very active seems, guy. Seems nice. He's doing talks. He does. Uh, you know, he speaks about it and stuff. And he's a progressive guy. I've I want to interview him, and I hope one day we get the chance. Uh, but uh, there's some other news. Uh, Daniel, and it's Apple. Yes, What's sir. going on with the bans? All right. So Apple banned cryptocurrency mining apps from the App Store. Um, after reading the article, I couldn't really pinpoint the reasoning why I was a little confused on reading the article. I mean, they brought up this part on Apple's App Store terms, pol- terms and conditions policy and that an app is only can only be used or an app must comply with all the laws of where, uh, whatever region that they're in that right. they're operating in mm-hmm. um so i don't know if mining is illegal in certain some places i'm assuming so i think this is just another case of like the, it's kind of close to what the ad things you i know, guess everyone's so. like banning ads but an- another another person is saying that it could it just takes a shit ton of your battery life 
sucks it right out because mining does take a lot of energy to do so. Well, you know, there's that that coin, Electrillium. Mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm saying it wrong, I apologize. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to mine on your phone with that. That's the whole point of it. And make it like not suck up all your juice? No, no, no. I just mean it's a mining okay. platform. There's a on few your of phone. them. Well, th- then they're getting screwed over with Apple, if that's the case. But yep. it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't put the app on your phone, I think. Yep. I think you can just install it third party, which is dangerous, but still means you could do it. I wanted to uh, clarify that I have an article here. Timestamp June 11th, 2014 is when, around about, this is an article, uh, Expedia accepted cryptocurrency. My that's four years birthday. Right, that's four years ago, man. Three years before. Nice. Wow. Um, that is proof. That's what I wanted to say is that I just discovered this by talking to you that that's crazy. Four years ago, Expedia was four years ago. No one was talking Bitcoin four years ago. Mm-hmm. L- just the, the small percentage. Not as much, yeah. That's um, crazy. I, yeah. Well, so. I, I personally think that the reason why they're doing it also is they just released an, an update or are going to release an update so nobody can hack into your phone because after the government hacked into it, they were very upset. Yeah. Because there, there was some sort of case that they really needed the to hack into somebody's phone and out of out of safety for customers like you and I, they said no because if we do it this once, then you, it's going to happen frequently and that's not good. Yeah. So the, then the government eventually hacked it Apple got mad, so they redid the hacking or redid some software on that. Um, I think mining definitely goes through your phone. It goes through data, goes through a lot of stuff. I would assume they're also afraid of hacking to an extent, Yeah, um, which is good on them. I'm not upset with this situation because you can always install a program onto any technology that you got providing that you know how to do it and you can get around it, a lot of things. So So good on Apple for, for actually doing that. I also saw Incredibles 2. Um, it was amazing. Uh, it was 14 years since... 14 years since mm-hmm. the first one? Yep. I enjoy... Uh, listen, Incredibles is one of the greatest films it's, I've ever seen. It's like uh, we went to the Kevin Smith... Um, podcast. Podcast. Batman on Batman. With Mark Bernardo, I believe yes. is his name. And uh, his, I always say his... I never get his last name right, but it's Mark. And... Uh, we had a great time. It yeah. was so cool. If you guys want to check it out on Kevin Smith's uh, uh, YouTube, I you just got to look for his podcast, Fat Man on Batman, at the Scum and Villainy Bar in Hollywood, California. Luckily, Daniel and I. And there, here's the fun part, is that I told Daniel, when you go to the show, before the show starts, you get to put anything you want on the bar because they stand behind the bar and do the podcast. Yeah, and he'll... And he'll sign it he, during the show. He gladly signs gladly it. Gladly signs doesn't say a thing, doesn't charge you anything. He just... Just the guy, the bar announces, all right, everyone go up and put whatever you want. I had his number one issue of Batman that he wrote. And I and have the Clerks DVD cartoon, cartoon that and I love. what was really funny is that you need to bring a Sharpie. Somebody needs to bring a Sharpie, so apparently. So thankfully, I forgot. I mean, thankfully, Daniel brought one. I forgot, but we put them on top of my comic in his movie. Mm-hmm. But he, I saw him use uh, Daniel's Sharpie like four, six I, times. It, it was my Sharpie was used... The, I was the only one whose Sharpie was used, but they had special guests. Yes. The guys who wrote Avengers 4 there. Oh. And well, they also touched my Sharpie. Yes. They. Oh, that's right. They used... Okay, so that was a big surprise, guys, is that we're sitting there and they're like, we got a big surprise for you. The writers of Infinity War and all the, co- the Captain America movies are yeah. here. They stand up. They're awesome guys, man. 
so down to earth Very awesome cool. we felt like we were shooting shit with them they answered questions oh we, I, we didn't get to ask any questions but daniel but wanted to i wanted to I now wanted to. we're gonna go back that was fun yeah. uh that was a huge surprise the fact that they opened the show by saying that it made over two billion dollars yeah across and the then the, these mark. guys wrote it and i will say that the movie was great and these guys it was so great to see them in person on top of the fact that kevin smith is like a i love kevin smith i'm a jersey guy he is too like and I grew up watching his movies and I'm a huge fan of his co- like comic. He's a comedic genius. Yeah, and he's kind of turned his career into podcasting and talking, and he tells stories really well. And he still does movies. Right. Funniest yeah. part was he was talking about the Sudi War. It took him a half an hour to tell that story. Then yeah. he looks over at his podcast host and he goes, "So what? What's going on with you?" Yeah. And he's like, "I saw a movie." Yeah, that was <laughs> it. Anyway, love those guys. Uh, if you've never checked it out, it's on iTunes. Uh, it's called Fat Man on Batman. But uh, Daniel, we have a surprise on Thursday. Yes. A special new interview episode with the famous, well, he's he's getting world there. famous, world, world renowned. Actually, yes, world German crypto breakfast. His name is Crypto Breakfast People. And if you haven't heard of him, we have him on the show and we're going to do a really fun episode for you guys. And we actually have a surprise a surprise on that show and it's it's something special yes and it's towards the end and crypto breakfast is a part of it and i don't want to spoil anything else but so, so uh, stay till the end at the very least because that is also something i said at the top of the show is that we'll have format changes which means we'll have episodes that will be fun and we won't be you know we'll, we'll have fun because we get the special privilege of meeting crypto breakfast on the coin boys podcast so it's a special one. it was beautiful check it out this thursday yeah. And I just want to also, uh, that's going to be fun. And I also want to plug a little bit that I finally, after a long time, released some jokes on the internet. Yes, Daniel's a comedian, people. So Apocalypse yesterday, AP yesterday on Twitter and on Instagram. Check it out. Just uh, shilling your own I, fucking I, show. I'm going to because <laughs> I also kidding. want to do some uh, crypto comedy. Well, we, as, yeah. As well as other things. That's what this episode we just so did let's was do all it, about. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for your shit. I well, watched it. Thank you, sir. Do you like it? Uh, I do. I was. It's been a long, kind of like. Long are you gonna use the stuff I'm in? Or you, you, yeah. Were you like watching? And like Andy's awful. No, Andy's gonna be in a few of them. Uh, and he's actually. It was quite fun having him do the few that that he did. It was hysterical. But I actually am ex- more excited for you to see something that you didn't see shot. Sure. Because uh, we're bringing in a, another a character. You know, you know the one character that we did. We'll they'll see yeah. it on there. But we're bringing in another character, well known to the gaming industry. Cool. And doing <laughs> doing a few. Uh, uh, sketches with them that made me laugh pretty I like hysterically. That. Well, guys, uh, this was a jam-packed episode. I want to thank uh, Kyle with Sliver.TV, Roger with Engine Coin. I want to thank all the people that I got to talk to on the floor. Thanks for taking the time and not running away from me. One person was like, looked at me like I had like I was like a monster. I was well, like, I mean, you were no, but I asked, <laughs> I asked, I'm like, hey, uh, you know, can I interview? And they're just, there's just people that aren't comfortable, and I respect it's that. Fine. But I just said, you don't have to like run away from me. I'm t- that's fine. You don't want to do it. Like, <laughs> that's what I said. And it's, then the person was like, all right, I'm sorry. Oh man, it's just I had a great time, Daniel, and I'm gonna miss E3. Biggest game for me before I go, Fallout 76 was outstanding. I'm excited for that. And I got to, I didn't get to play it, but I got to experience something special. Uh, it was great to have everyone on the show. Um, Till next year at E3, and then we'll see you uh, Thursday. We'll see you on Thursday, guys. That's Coinboys uh, all around Coinboys Podcast, Twitter, Coinboys Cast on Instagram. There's producer, by the way, there's me. 
at yeah. D Gutierrez eighty four. Uh, and Apocalypse Yesterday, AP Yesterday. Nice chilling, guys. But uh, take care. Peace. <laughs>